0: Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today, we're going to look at hitters who dramatically exceeded their fantasy draft slot in 2020, free agent signing uh, as a pitcher, and a couple of notables who might finally get into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So we're going to start with hitters who dramatically exceeded their expectations in 2020. And once again, my caveat. Any analysis of the 2020 season has to include that it's a ridiculously small sample. You wouldn't flip your uh, belief on a player based on two months uh, in any other season, but this is what we have for the entirety of 2020. So there may still be some trends worth picking up on, but the good players in 2020 weren't necessarily good, and players that were bad in 2020 aren't necessarily bad. Keep that in mind. So, I've covered a bunch of hitters that have exceeded expectations in a couple of episodes last week. But, there's still more to consider, and since we have the time, might as well dig in. Start with Wilmer Flores, infielder for the San Francisco Giants, preseason. Ranked 415, ended up ranked 177. Usually, part-time player, uh, with the Mets and then Diamondbacks, Flores had developed into an above-average hitter, but almost always in a part-time role. That wasn't enough to generate a whole lot of fantasy interest. But with the Giants, he saw enough action at second, first, and DH to be an effective regular, and he still hit. Jamer Candelario, third baseman and first baseman for the Detroit Tigers. Preseason ranked 454, ended up ranked 180. Candelario showed a little pop in 2018, hitting 19 home runs, but he also only hit 224, so didn't register much, if any, fantasy value. Last season it was worse. He hit just 203, and he had eight home runs in 94 games. So, understandably, there were no expectations for Candelario going into 2020. And then he didn't get off to a great start either, going two for 21 in the first seven games. But Candelario started to turn things around shortly. Like a few games before, he moved across the diamond to play first base in place of an injured C.J. Crone. Candelario ended the season hitting 297 with an 872 OPS and was a bargain in daily fantasy for a good portion of the season. To be fair, though, he did ride a 372 batting average on balls in play, and that's not likely to repeat itself. He's going to be at least a little interesting going into 2021, which is a lot more interesting than Candelario was going into 2020. Dodgers utility man Chris Taylor, preseason. Uh, ranked 414th, ended up ranked 181st. Taylor's been a useful enough fantasy contributor since 2017, plays multiple positions, and has some pop at the plate. In 2020, he had eight home runs and had a 270 average with an 842 OPS. His barrel rate and hard hit rate were way up, and he swung at a lower percentage of pitches outside the zone. The real difference in fantasy value for Taylor, though, was playing time. His usage in 2020 was more in line with 2018 and 2017, as opposed to 2019. One of my absolute favorites in DFS in 2020, Dylan Moore. Second base, third base, and outfielder for the Seattle Mariners. Preseason uh, ranked 433rd, finished the season ranked 197th. Moore had flashed some talent as a rookie in 2019, but he also hit just 206. So no one was rushing to get him on draft day. But even though he missed some time with injury, he was really productive in 2020, hitting 8 home runs, stealing 12 bases, hitting 255 with an 855 OPS. He also scored 26 runs, and this was all in just 38 games. I mean, 4 times 38 is 152, so that's a little less than a 162-game season. But if you took those prorated numbers for more, that would be 32 home runs, 48 stolen bases, 104 runs scored. These are the the kinds of things that get fantasy owners excited. Uh, Clint Frazier, outfielder for the New York Yankees. Uh, Preseason ranked 466th, ended up ranked 222nd. Frazier had already shown that he could hit, but he was such an abysmal outfielder, especially in 2019, there was real doubt about his future in pinstripes. Plus, with Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton presumed to be healthy coming into 2020, it was going to be even more difficult for Frazier to find at bats. Injuries ultimately opened the door for Frazier, and he responded well, fielding uh, well enough to stay in the lineup, and he hit 267 with a 905 OPS, uh, slugging eight home runs and 160 plate appearances. Willie Castro, shortstop for the Detroit Tigers, preseason ranked 517th, ended up ranked 229th. Castro is a 23-year-old shortstop who hit just 230 with a 624 OPS in 2019. But he was a free swinger and he walked just seven times in 140 plate appearances in 2020. Yet he also hit 349 with a 932 OPS. He absolutely hit the ball harder than he had the year before. But beware, Castro had a 448 batting average on balls in play, which is absurdly high. And his home run fly ball rate of 20.7% was miles higher than anything he had done previously. So at this moment, I'd suggest Bayer beware on Willie Castro in 2021. The third overall pick in, in 2018 draft, Alec Baum, a corner infielder for the Philadelphia Phillies. Preseason uh, fantasy ranked 516th, ended up ranked 255. Now because he was the third overall pick, it's not like Baum snuck up on anyone. But there was a small matter of him not having anywhere to play in 2020. The season started with Scott Kingery at third base for the Phillies, and it took a while before they decided to look for something better, and that was Baum, who ended up playing 44 games, hitting three thirty-eight with an eight eighty-one OPS. Believe what my man Aram Layton of Locked On MLB Prospects has to say, Baum is just getting started. Jared Walsh, first baseman for the uh, Los Angeles Angels, preseason ranked 565th, ended up Ranked 275th. This is a 27 year old who was a 39th round draft pick, and he hit 203 with a 605 OPS in 31 games in 2019. It's pretty easy to figure out why no one was drafting Walsh in 2020. But he played the second half of what was a lost season for the Angels and hit 293 with a 971 OPS, hitting nine home runs, driving in 26 in just 32 games. Walsh's home run fly ball rate skyrocketed, so that probably won't last. But he also had a 256 batting average on balls in play, which is quite low. At the very least, he's worth considering if it looks like he'll have a regular role in 2021. Coming up next, a free agent pitcher is signed, and look at the, the top two names on this year's Hall of Fame ballot. Bilt Bar is a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They have a bunch of great flavors. My favorites are peanut butter chocolate and salted caramel but they're all low-fat, low-carb, and high-protein on a convenient bar. I've been working out to shed quarantine pounds at a boot camp for the past couple of months, and I'm having a little bit of success. But I leaned right into it with Built Bar as part of my post-workout routine to give my muscles the protein boost they need. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's B-U-I-L-T bar.com and use promo code locked on to save 20% off your next order and enjoy the best protein bar on the planet. Send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore fantasy MLB on Twitter. If you want to fire off an email, send it to locked on fantasy baseball at gmail.com. So, I wrapped up my overachieving hitters in 2020 series. I'll get to the overachieving pitchers this week. Uh, One of those overachieving pitchers could easily be left-hander Drew Smiley, who just signed a one-year $11 million contract with the Atlanta Braves after a brief bit of brilliance for the San Francisco Giants in 2020. Smiley didn't pitch in 2017 and 2018 as he required Tommy John surgery, though he was on the rosters of the Seattle Mariners and Chicago Cubs in those two seasons, respectively. Smiley's career up to the point he got hurt was reasonably effective. He had a 3.74 ERA, 1.20 whip, 8.7 strikeouts per nine. It's plain to see why Major League teams would consider him for a starting role. So, Smiley started 2019 with the Texas Rangers and got absolutely clobbered. In 51 and a third innings with the Rangers, Smiley had an 8.42 ERA and 1.91 whip. You could be forgiven if you thought this would be the end of the line for Drew Smiley in the Major Leagues. However, after a three-game stint in the Brewers organization, uh, pitching in the minors, he joined the Philadelphia Phillies, and in a dozen starts for the Phillies in 2019, Smiley had a 4.45 ERA and 1.32 whip. Not amazing, but a legit Major League starter. Smiley then signed with the Giants before the 2020 season and got hurt in his third appearance, which caused him to miss more than five weeks, which is a lot in a two-month season. Nevertheless, Smiley did make a handful of starts for San Francisco. And in those five starts, he had a 3.80 ERA, 1.17 whip, and 13.5 strikeouts per nine. So it really shouldn't be a surprise that there were suitors on the free agent market. And the Braves will be Smiley's ninth major league organization. Atlanta needs more depth behind Max Fried, Ian Anderson, and Kyle Wright. And Smiley should be able to provide that, so long as he's healthy, which is the elephant in the room but it does seem like a reasonable risk for the Braves to take right now. Before I get out of here, let's take a quick look at the 2021 Hall of Fame ballot. The big question is whether, given the lack of elite options in this class, it's finally time to let PED cases like Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens enter the Hall. Do Bonds and Clemens get in this year? Probably. I'm no Bonds fan. I didn't like his attitude, and his numbers got ridiculous. I've had no problem with the Hall of Fame voters kind of telling him to stuff it. But I also think the point has been made for any of these guys. It doesn't mean come one, come all to the all-drug Olympics, but it might be time to put Bonds in. He has a 164.4 career war on fangraphs, and maybe that deserves to go in the Hall. And the same goes for Clemens, who's an interesting pairing for Bonds. Both were elite performers before they were ever accused of PEDs. But part of the reason that their career numbers are so ridiculous is inescapably that they were elite producers for much longer than any mortal had a right to expect. Bonds was 43 in his last season with the Giants, and he had a 10.45 OPS. That's better than Mike Trout in 2020. Clemens was 45 in his last season with the Yankees, and while he was merely an okay starter that season, he was still delivering ace results, like a 2.30 ERA, 1.04 whip, the year before in Houston. And he finished his career with 133.7 fan war. You know, for point of reference, Basically, a war in the 60 to 70 range gets you into the Hall of Fame discussion. You know, unless you're Harold Baines, but that's a, another complaint for another day. Anyway, neither Bonds nor Clemens was particularly warm and cuddly with the media, which is part of the reason the media doesn't mind sticking it to them. And that's the part I don't really like. I can get on board with those in the media taking a legitimate principled stand against drug cheats in baseball. If you want to see, see to it that those guys don't get in the Hall of Fame, I'm not going to argue too strenuously against it. These guys knew what they were doing was wrong, that's why they kept it a secret. But it was also ridiculously commonplace in that era. If we're talking about players that are on the borderline, and maybe they deserve to get in or maybe they don't, then sure, a PED case could keep them out. But for Bonds and Clemens, it's not really close. They were the best hitter and best pitcher of that era. And they aren't, if they aren't going to get in this year, then maybe the door to Cooperstown is locked tighter than I thought. That'll do it for today. I'll be back Tuesday with more stats for off-season prep, some overachieving pitchers in 2020, and, hopefully, more player movement to analyze. Find this podcast, subscribe, and rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And that wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Baseball. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis.